So all that might be required from here to the sharp, jagged mountains in the west were two feet and a willing heart, yet some further learning about the nature of the land between was required for success, and the last of the pine cones brought back from just such a journey from the tall and straight pines that grow there would be given only to one who had earned permission. And Gray Squirrel knew that without such permission, without ceremony, without the sacred pine cone pouch, his sacred journey would become only a very long walk. Now what Red Squirrel, with Red Squirrel it was not so, he held in his heart no great wish to leave his people, neither did he greatly covet new learnings for their newness only. It was in his heart that a lifetime might easily spent in true understanding of only that wisdom already gathered, and so he sought no permission and no sacred pouch. Rather, he sought continuously to join the circle of understanding where also sat those responsible for the memory of the people. Now summers came and went, followed each time by winter, until all were agreed that the learning names of Red Squirrel and Gray had been fulfilled, all saw the time had come for the ceremony which marked the next change. And so those responsible for such things began to walk through each community crying, come and see, come and see, there are yet more who may be listened to, yet more whose singing voice may be trusted with ancient learnings, come and see, come and see. And so the families of Red Squirrel and Gray and some few others who also sought learning prepared a great sharing of earth's plenty in celebration of those from among them whose purposeful nature carried them through long days and nights of patient listening, long years of learning to understand until at last many from among the people might find some value in listening to the listeners. And all the people brought their respect to a ceremony of recognition. All understood that marked here was recognition for those of continuing responsibility as it was they who enabled and predicted the learning of these new others recognition also for new eyes learning for these new eyes would soon grow old in wisdom bringing one understanding new eyes and the other wisdom together in one person Many among the people also understood that this ceremony marked a day of no little importance, one on which Red Squirrel and Gray, at least, would be offered the sacred pouch and a new mission. And so it was. For those with the responsibility for keeping such a sacred pouch from one generation to another offered it now to Gray Squirrel, because they said he has a quick mind, his quick mind sought a greater earth dance than could be contained within one curve, within the curve of one great river. And it will not surprise you to learn that Gray Squirrel took up this sacred pouch with eager hands, promising to return it full of the fresh pine cones from the sharp, jagged mountains to the west. And when I return, he intoned, then all will surely learn the accuracy of these valued keepings. Now those responsible for such things turned to Red Squirrel and asked his thinking. 
suggesting he might choose to go with his gray squirrel brother, sharing his individual wisdom and bringing greater assurance to the homeward path. Yet Red Squirrel resisted the suggestion. I have no doubt, he said, that my gray squirrel brother will return, bringing with him much new learning of the peoples between here and there. Neither have I any wish, he went on, to leave my people. For surely I see how it is a life may be easily spent in understanding what has already been gathered. Yet I have heard you, my fathers, and you have described how long it has been since anyone at all has gone out and returned with any great new learning, he concluded. And so it is, so it is that I ask a sacred journey also. Let my brother, Gray Squirrel, walk west to those great mountains. Let me walk west and also south. He and I both may find these mountains those jagged mountains to the west. Let him return with new learnings of new peoples. Let me return with new learnings of an old people. Let me look for and find Squash Blossom's children. And all saw the wisdom in this, for who might know what greater learnings had been found by the children of such a purposeful and learning woman? And those responsible for such things answered, Your wisdom is greater than ours, my son. Let it be so. Let gray squirrels seek and also find the western path. Let red squirrels seek and also find the children of that ancient growing woman, the one we call Squash Blossom. And it was so. Each journey was prepared for, and in early spring, each left along a path shared by the grass ocean and separate thereafter. Now you will know that if neither Red Squirrel nor Gray had returned, then this telling would end here. But I tell you, we know two tellings. Divided from each other as their paths divided, we know the telling of Red Squirrel. We know the telling of Gray. The telling of Gray Squirrel. Now it was that two young and learning men left the people that spring. These two found a regular path through forest, and as their greatest learning was thought to lie on the other side of the grass ocean, neither made they any effort to learn of peoples close by. Rather, they paced the breadth of the forest as quickly as they may, providing necessary sustenance as they went from the forest itself. And then at last, as both knew and each expected, the edge of the forest was reached. And whereas the forest was often dense, so dense that to step sideways was also to disappear, this green ocean was even more so. For between trunk and trunk lies some little space, enough often so that you and I may walk between. Yet between grass and grass lies so little space that the hand must be stretched out to part that grass in order to provide a view past either shoulder. And seeing how it was, even as the ancient song spoke of it, one said to the other, Here you and I part from one another, my brother, for surely one step beyond this place predicts that I shall never see you again. Even if we search most diligently, never will we find one another in this ocean. We are drowned in a lack of vision. And it was so, for at this time, appropriate parting words were spoken, and one brother stepped into a grass ocean facing west, while the other faced west 
west and also south. And of red squirrel, we will hear more later. Now, this is what has been preserved of all that gray squirrel learned on his journey west and then east again. For I tell you now that he did indeed reach sharp jagged mountains, did indeed find pines as tall and straight as ancient songs remembered, remembered, did indeed fill his sacred pouch with as many pine cones as it would carry, so that some might be retained by the people past many such journeys, followed by no return at all. And in this there was learning, for Gray Squirrel saw how it was that ancient songs held such accuracy that his path was widely guided by them. And yet in this there was no new learning, for the mountains were where they were, and the trees also. Gray Squirrel saw little of the dark tide, for he sought to avoid it. And yet he saw enough to understand the accuracy of the song. And those who went before him... He crossed this vast ocean, vast ocean from hilltop to hilltop, sometimes stamping down the grass to give some view, some assurance of direction, some awareness of the possibility of approaching mountains. And at night also did he often sleep under a flaring torch embedded securely in the ground, for this seemed to him also one visible, more visible from afar than a three-stick fire. As his crossing from east to west was of this nature, also was his travel through these western mountains solitary, as he sought his first purpose. Yet, now that his sacred pouch was full, now that first purpose had been attained, now he turned his thoughts to second purpose, and this was the learning of other ways. So now Gray Squirrel began a patterned search for disparate others. It was his thought to find some people at this edge of mountain before losing himself once more in a grass ocean. It was his thought such, that such a people might show him a clear path toward the east, leading now from one people to another, so that the simple learning of what was described may be enhanced with some new understanding. And so it was, for Gray Squirrel found just such a people sat at the edge of their community circle with each sharp cutting edge laid before him until at last he was cautiously invited to join for a while this community and he learned these things he learned that this people were generally smaller than his own so that his size worried them greatly he learned the wisdom of stooping as he walked and sitting often he learned the wisdom of respect for the concerns of others, and he learned this also. He learned this people often carried their houses with them, moving from this place to that, as the possibility of sustenance indicated. And these houses were rounded shelters of a different kind, consisting of the kinds of skins that might be rolled and carried, and of long ropes that lent support thereto, so that Whereas the work of carrying such rolled skins and such long poles were was in no way small, neither was it beyond possibility, for as our people had done long ago, skins were placed on poles and dragged over even land as they were carried over rough, so that this people understood a kind of traveling community that danced a regular pattern over the earth. 
And Gray Squirrel saw how it was that those who live in relation to dark tides and the possibility of finding this and that in some regular place would find such a traveling community of infinite worth. And yet a people who encouraged seeds toward earth in some regular way would not. For a falling branch requires a sturdier house to withstand it. And a people who have learned to live together as many need a larger space in which to dwell. And so one way and the other had value. And Gray Squirrel understood it was so. Now it became apparent to Gray Squirrel that his standing presence gave such discomfort to this smaller people, and so he began to inquire about the way east, finding these ones all too eager to indicate a way by which he might soon leave. And he learned that to the east lived several peoples who kept some usual community during this and that season at some regular place, so that the seeking out of such a place as the earth warmed or the snows fell would likely find some resident people for his tightly bound sacred pouch had somehow been cut, cut as a purposeful offense perhaps, but cut in such a way that little by little, all day running, each and every one, each and every cone from the tall, straight, jagged mountain pines had found its way out of the sacred pouch, out and onto the nature of the grass sea land, out and away from the reach of any of his people, out and beyond any purposeful retrieval. And a man full of hope and joy and accomplishment that morning greeted the next early light devoid of each, carrying with him now only that which our people have come time and again to understand, whatever the circumstance, whatever the event. When you stand and walk, you take one thing and one thing only with you. You carry with you always and each day every time you stand all that you have learned and gray squirrel stood carrying with him all old learning carrying with him much new learning stood and turned his footsteps home the telling of red squirrel remember i told you how Red Squirrel and Gray began their journeys together, separating their path one from the other at the edge of the great grass sea. I have told you also how it was for Gray Squirrel, now here how it was for Red. For although Gray Squirrel and the dark tide never met one another, the southern path of Red Squirrel rapidly darkened. This one came on such multitudinous members of great and shaggy four-leggeds that his path changed and changed again until he began to lose his sense of how far south was south and how far west was west. Now Red Squirrel, although a forest person, had spent some time in learning to know star patterns, and he saw these patterns changed in predictable ways from east to west and in unpredictable ways from north to south. And he drew for himself many times on the earth, and sometimes on the skin of this or that, the generality of these changing patterns, so that he might 
recognize when North was far enough on his return. He found also that traveling at night was easier, as the dark tide moved little at such times, so that the patterns of his days and nights reversed themselves for a while. It was his thought to trace a straight line from north and also east to south and also west, yet circumstance made no allowance for this possibility. So his footsteps traced a wandering way between pools of the dark tide, so that star patterns alone gave him any sense of the relation between here and there, and he came to value them greatly. It had been his thought also to trace a path to the sharp, jagged mountain south of Gray Squirrel's purpose, and yet north of the great dryness old song spoke of. So it was that when all before him stretched a land, when all before him stretched a land of little grass and much dryness, dotted here and there by no dark pools at all from that general tide. He turned his steps along the edge of almost grass, following that path generally west, until the mountains he addressed seemed sharp enough and jagged enough to parallel at least the ancient description. And now he began a patient search, for as Gray Squirrel's path required only any finding at all of such mountains, any finding at all of appropriate pines, and any finding at all of people there. Red Squirrel sought one thing, and one thing only. Where in this vast land of great dryness and occasional rivers, where in this nearly endless stretch of where to walk, where dwelt Squash Blossom's children, and so it was that many moon turnings passed before his eyes. Here and there he found a people and learned a little of them. Here it was easier and also more difficult to find disparate others, as the great dryness predicted few, yet also predicted any settled place would be edged by some nearby stream. And also Red Squirrel traced a patient path up and down each water, gaining some understanding of this land and its scattered people. He saw that many chose sharply higher ground and a long walk to river. He wondered at this, Squash Blossom had said, away from the dark tide, and yet no such tide at all washed this place. And he wondered also whether that what was now dry had earlier been less dry, allowing some dark tide washing. He saw how this might have been. Yet many other possible causes struck his mind. Had not his own people chosen a place washed on by three sides, on three sides by river, and on the fourth by standing water, some easeful separation from disparate others being their thought? Perhaps these ones, lacking broad rivers, found some easeful separation in height. And yet, where were those from whom they sought separation? Each people seemed so different from any other that no additional distance, which is height, seemed relevant. And so Red Squirrel found many questions and few answers. He found peoples also who called Squash Blossom sacred. Yet he was unable to determine whether this held any previous relevance to growing woman or whether this merely honored the nature of the plants they grew. 
And this was his first great learning that whereas his own people were the only ones to encourage seeds toward earth, all others studying the ready bounty of earth, each of these living high people encouraged seeds. They grew not only beans, which he knew, and squash, which he knew, but grew also a tall standing grass, which yielded great swathed heads containing many large seeds. And these heads they valued greatly, speaking of them in respectful tones, showing even greater respect than shown to either beans or squash. And it was by this that Red Squirrel concluded that this tall standing grass was a recent learning. Now Red Squirrel passed three season circles in this land, one at each of these of three different high living places and it was the third which caused him to think of growing woman for he had been encouraged toward this place by the sound of his own language which some said helped familiar patterns to this third people and when he heard them he saw how it was this might be so for their sounds held for his ear much similarity and this people described themselves as different from all others there held squash blossom as an even more sacred reality and gave other signs of kinship and so it was that red squirrel spoke to them called them close brothers and said he would sing for them an ancient song of growing woman and although they saw in this some similarity although they recognized all similar spoken patterns although they granted many other similarities yet were they greatly offended at his words, which turned Squash Blossom from a sacred being into a walk-the-earth person. And although Red Squirrel explained how it was that among his people that one was declared sacred, who became, through some word or deed or general being, essential to the well-being of the people, still this people never lost their sense of offense. And at the end of the season circle, as earth warmed once more, invited him to return to his own home. And so it was that though in his own mind Red Squirrel thought he had found Squash Blossom's children, they said it was not so. Now I've told you of the tall growing grass. This possibility Red Squirrel learned to understand and brought with him many seeds, brought with him the calling name Ma'is, brought with him the way of gathering and drying and wet and dry cooking. Yet these things Red Squirrel also learned that these people generally spoke of wondrous others who had come down from northern mountains bringing gifts sometimes, asking food sometimes. And these ones were not like other two-leggeds, for their legs were no more than two, although their legs were no more than two. They had elaborate and brilliant heads and faces, so startling to each living high people that they made images of them to remember and celebrated their arrival, whether they came or not, with ceremony and with respect, so that these visits came to take a center place in the life of these peoples. And though Red Squirrel saw many such ceremonies while he was there, no strange people came so that it was only the representation of them he was able to recall. And yet he showed us many and beautiful images, 
which he fashioned according to his memory upon his return to us, and we wondered greatly at such beings, for never in the long reach of any ancient song was any contained, was any such contained, and we began to wonder whether these ama amazing beings had not had also been brought by Blackbird, and it was greatly discussed among us. Now you will already understand you have, who have grown next to the people what great gifts returned to us with Red Squirrel and Gray. For among Red Squirrel's many treasures were the colored seeds of corn, and the people did not hesitate to accept this third sister. And from that day to this, the tall and stately form of our third sister marks the regular path of every growing place. For it was from this distant people, perhaps from the very nature of corn herself, that we learned the pattern of regularity which marks our fields today. For squash and beans trace their variable and graceful patterns around the stateliness of corn. Our three sacred sisters have, from that day to this, brought joy and abundance to the people, health and well-being, an ordered way of daily life, and these also are great gifts indeed. Now you may wonder how it was when Gray Squirrel returned, and how it was when Red Squirrel returned, and this was the way of it. Each who rejoined his people was welcomed and listened to with patient ears. Gray Squirrel, full of his own lack in returning, no cones at all from any pine expected some harsh words, yet none came. More than three season circles had passed before his face was seen again, yet more than five passed before Red Squirrel also joined them, was welcomed and listened to with patient ears. And not until then was any judgment made, for those who had earned a seat at the circle of singers of ancient songs were loath to evaluate either before evaluating both. Now they all sat together for many days, now and again inviting Red Squirrel or Gray to sing once more some part of his learning song. And finally, this wise circle of men, circle of women, reached agreement, pronounced its findings, and called for a general celebration. And this was the nature of that celebration. Before the sharing of Earth's bounty, before any further telling was sung or danced, before any other celebration, both young men stood to accept judgment from those from whom they learned. And one by one, they intoned this judgment. You see how it is, how young men both have earned a different name, how Gray Squirrel might be called Woman Finder, and after the general laughter, and how Red Squirrel might now be called offends others with his learning, and this brought a sorrowful sound. Yet, I tell you, now that sometimes wisdom only comes after great foolishness, and those of us who dare to walk a foolish path may yet both learn and show a wiser way. So it is that Gray Squirrel returns to us with a sacred pouch full of none at all of the great, straight, 
pine tree cones. And yet that same sacred pouch is full to the brim. With many learnings, our brother has shown us a wiser way. One full of awareness of the value of our ancient songs. One full of awareness of the value of sensitivity to others. Turn a listening ear, my brothers, my sisters. Turn a listening ear to each new people and remember to see their face before you see your own. This younger brother of ours has learned this. We have heard it in his words, and therefore we give him a new name. Not woman finder, but wisdom finder, we call him. For surely, though he sought only to prove his own worth and that of the ancient songs, he has yet found instead the wisdom of other peoples and a wiser way toward learning. And with that, Gray Squirrel, Wisdom Finder, was given many gifts and some responsibility as well for the learning of those who go out to speak for the people. Now our younger brother, Red Squirrel, returns with many gifts. He brings us the tellings of disparate peoples and we wonder much at their understanding. He brings us a greater gift, for surely this one is Woman Finder. He has found our third sister and brought her to us to join the circle of beans and squash. Three, these three we find sacred and understand great value in the living with us. Let us learn from our three sisters. Let us assure them an easeful place, an honored place among us. Let us remember that their way and our way intertwine, bringing bounty to both. Let us make for ourselves a new task, a growing woman task, and study the ways of each so that we may live together in harmony. Now, younger brother, true woman finder, we give you the name of many gifts. And as he gave them many gifts of learning, so now they gave him many gifts in return and responsibility also for the learning of those who go out to speak for the people. And from that day to this, our people have always required of those who go out to speak for us great understanding and listening ears. So be it. <laughs>